My name is LaShonda Smith, and I am the host for the First Year Business Podcast. I created this podcast so it can be used as a tool to help guide you through your first year in business. I will talk about the struggles, the tips, the do's, the don'ts, the highs, and the lows. You name it. So, grab a glass of wine, get relaxed, maybe get a pen and paper so you can take notes, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome back to the First Year Business Podcast. Of course, I am your host, LaShonda Smith, and this is episode 18 of the podcast, okay? So today, I want to talk to you about how to beat imposter syndrome as a new coach. So many people go through imposter syndrome, and if you're dealing with that right now, then this episode is definitely for you because when you first become a coach, you can oftentimes start to question everything that you know, and that's what imposter syndrome is. So I'm going to share some tips to help you beat imposter syndrome as a new coach. All right, now this is for you even if you're not a new coach, like if you're dealing with it at all. This episode is still going to be helpful for you because it happens all throughout your all throughout your journey of coaching or being a business owner or whatever, you know, venture that you're on. We all struggle with this at some point or another. So, let's go over what it is. I kind of brushed over just now, but what is imposter syndrome? So, imposter syndrome is basically when you doubt your abilities or when you feel like a fraud and you really don't have tangible evidence behind why you feel like a fraud. It's just something that you internally feel like. And when you doubt your abilities, it's almost like you become paralyzed to move or make any big moves because you feel like you are not worthy of making those moves because of imposter syndrome which is why it's so important for us to break this because we need to break the thought process that we're going through when we're dealing with this as coaches because you got to hit the ground running and you really don't need to be running in circles, doubting yourself and feeling like you're not sure if you are capable of doing what you know you're capable of doing, okay? So where does imposter syndrome come from and why do we experience it? A lot of the times, imposter syndrome comes from comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy because I think I said that right. (laughs) I might be making up stuff, but comparison will steal your joy. I do know that because you become fearful. You become fearful to move and you're comparing yourself to people that you see on Instagram or Facebook or even on YouTube, people that have been in the game for years. First of all, and do not think that they don't deal with imposter syndrome as well, because they do. They do. And the thing is, you're looking at someone's years in journey and comparing it to your just starting journey. And you have to get out of that mind frame. But that's one of the things that causes imposter syndrome. Another thing, and this is what I personally deal with, is perfectionism. I am a perfectionist. I am a perfectionist. And so I tend to be harder on myself when it comes to what I know or what I don't know, because I want to know, like, I I really set myself to a higher expectation. So my imposter syndrome comes from me not knowing what I feel like I should know, even though I know so much more 
than what I give myself credit for. And a great way to know if you're being a perfectionist is when you're talking to someone, you're having a random conversation with someone that technically would be a good target audience or target client, and you're just having a conversation. Maybe they're a friend, maybe they're a family member, and they ask you some questions in reference to your niche, and you just start spitting out information like, oh yeah, all you gotta do is blah, 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 blah. All you gotta do is da, da, da. That is one way to easily know that you're dealing with imposter syndrome because where that information come from? They didn't know the information. You knew the information and you just spit it out like, like it wasn't anything. And so when you're dealing with perfectionism, it can make you unsee those type of wins or those type of realities in your mind. Another way, another place that it comes from is the pressure to exceed or I'm just like stuttering today. Okay. But I'm not editing this out. We're going to keep going. Okay. (laughs) But I am stuttering. But anyways, another place it comes from is the pressure to achieve great success. So this one, I feel that if you're very ambitious, this one can cause imposter syndrome because you know where you want to be at the other side, right? And because you see so many steps ahead, it makes you feel like you are not worthy to even start the journey because it's so far to go, right? And you have that pressure to achieve great success in your household or, you know, you want to be the first in your family to hit a million dollars or make six figures or, you know, not have to go to college to do what it is that you want to do. And so the pressure that you have put under your, put on your shoulders can cause imposter syndrome because now not only do you have this pressure to achieve your goal, but you have the pressure of other people watching to see if you're going to achieve this goal. And so it can also cause you to become paralyzed and you know, you moving forward. Another place it comes from is just insecurity or low confidence. Maybe you're just not confident in yourself. And maybe this is something that you've struggled with for a long time. And it's not just in the coaching industry. Maybe it's just the low confidence you have in yourself and the insecurity that you have in your abilities. This is another place where imposter syndrome comes from because you don't believe that you could do it. You just don't believe that you can do it. And you really have to dissect the real reasons as to why you feel like you can't do it in order for you to be imposter syndrome and move forward, right? So that's more mental and like internal battles that you're dealing with, not just in the coaching industry, but in general, right? Because normally if you have low confidence in one area, you have low confidence in a lot of areas and low confidence comes from the lack of results or the lack of knowledge that you can get results, right? And even if you can get the results, normally you get more confidence when you continue to execute or exercise that muscle. So when you get used to exercising a muscle in whatever area it is that you're practicing or, you know, learning or using your knowledge in, it normally boosts up your confidence because now you're like, oh no, I've done this multiple times. I know for a fact that I can do this because I've done it. I've already done it. And so that just means that you need more practice if you're really struggling with low confidence. Now, the last thing that I have is disbelief in abilities. So this also goes with low confidence, right? 
This goes with low confidence and insecurities because if you have disbelief in your abilities, you're going to be suffering from low confidence as well, right? You don't have confidence in what you can do. And that is going to be solved by practicing. You need to practice. You need to get out there. You need to you know, talk to your target clients. You need to talk to the target people that would benefit from the knowledge that you have. So we're going to talk about how to beat imposter syndrome. Before we go over how to beat it, you need to know the signs. You need to listen to this part to determine if you're dealing with imposter syndrome. And honestly, if you're listening to this, you probably know that you're dealing with imposter syndrome. But these are some key signs because in order to beat it, you have to know when you're experiencing it so that you can pull yourself out of it. So the very first sign is, I'm gonna ask you some questions that I want you to reflect on. So are you questioning your results? So have you been getting results, but are you questioning those results, right? The next question I want you to ask yourself is, are you questioning your knowledge? Do you feel like you are unknowledgeable and that is the reason why you are dealing with imposter syndrome? After you ask yourself these two questions, I want you to dig deeper on both of these. I want you to ask yourself why and make a list of reasons. So why are you questioning your results? Is it because you really haven't gotten any results? to feel confident in claiming that because if you don't have any results then it's not necessarily imposter syndrome you don't have results like you don't have anything to stand on to back up what it is that you're trying to do so that is very reasonable and very understandable if that is one of the reasons why now if you have gotten results and for some reason it's just not in your head right now but you know you've helped people through it maybe it's been a while since you've done it I want you to list the reasons why all of a sudden you feel like you don't have results or you're questioning your results. And then I also want you to question why are you questioning your knowledge? Most of the time when I question my knowledge, I feel that it comes from me not stepping into sharing my knowledge. So if I go a long time without helping someone, for example, it really affects me mentally because it starts to make me question like what I know. And that's just because of my head space. Like it has any, it has nothing to do with the results. I know I've gotten results. I know I've helped people, but when I'm further out of the space for a certain amount of time, for some reason, it, makes me question my knowledge. And then I can hop on a call with a client in that same hour. And by the end of the call, I'm like, girl, you smart. Like you, the way you just did that, you know, so you want to, you want to write down a list of all the reasons why, because I guarantee you it's probably better than what you think it is. You probably think that you don't have the knowledge, but you probably do. And then the next thing I want you to I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself, do you have factual evidence that you do not have these things? And that goes back to the results part that I was talking about. If you don't have results, then that's your factual evidence. You don't have results. So you need to practice. And it is absolutely okay for you to feel the imposter syndrome because you deep down inside know, like, girl. I ain't never did this before. This is like a, this is like an estimated guess. (laughs) And that's why you feel the way you feel. And that's perfectly normal, right? 
But do you also have factual evidence that you have gotten results? Do you have testimonials from the previous things that you've done, even if it's not in your coaching business? Because if you're a new coach, you probably don't have testimonials as a coach. But if, for example, you're coming from being a therapist and now you're turning into a transformational coach, you have testimonials from your clients and your therapist um, in your practice, right? So look through those. Look through those so that you can remember that you do and that you do have factual evidence and you are capable, right, with your knowledge. So after you do the reflecting part and asking yourself these questions, now I want you to write a list of the skills and abilities that you have. So this always makes me feel better because you don't know, you don't remember until you like put it on paper sometimes. Sometimes you have a lot of skills that you don't give yourself credit for. So this is all skills, like all skills. It could be in the coaching space. It could be outside of the coaching space. But I want you to write a list of all of the skills and abilities that you know you have and just see what you come up with. After you do that, I want you to reflect on that list and reflect on the facts, right? This is when you're going to really start pulling yourself out of that imposter syndrome because you're going to start seeing like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, you know how to do this. You're knowledgeable in this. You know how to set this up. You know how to do that. You've helped this person do that. And now you're starting to fight the fake thoughts that are not real, which is what kind of makes imposter syndrome thrive because it creates this false narrative in your mind that you're not capable when you really are capable. And sometimes you have to write it down and pull those things out. And you'll start to notice that the more that you do this, the more skills you'll start unraveling like, oh yeah, I, I just wrote this down. And then that, I, that skill helps you remember the three skills that goes in addition of that, right? And now you have this long list of skills that you have that your imposter syndrome had you forgetting because it was like paralyzing your thought process and just circling in your head, right? After you write, reflect on the list and reflect on the facts, I want you to write a list of affirmations that will revert, that will reserve. Hold on, because ah, <laughs> uh, okay, so that was a a typo, but whatever. So I want you to write a list of affirmations that will reverse negative self talk. I put reserve on my paper, and I'm like, that don't sound right. <laughs> So you want to reverse the negative self-talk and affirmations help you do that. This is something that you can start doing every day, right? Anytime you start feeling that negative self-talk and the imposter syndrome coming back, having a list of affirmations, I am worthy, I am smart, I am a great blank coach, like whatever kind of coach you are, I help my clients, da 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 da, da every day. You know, like just little things that you can repeat to yourself because really you want to be able to repeat these things to yourself until it is factual or until it is like you have that strong belief. It is present, right? And so sometimes you have to just keep saying it until it becomes a reality. And affirmations work really, really well, especially if you utilize affirmations as a part of manifestation. I don't know if you do manifestation, but if you do, Implementing your affirmations with your manifestation journey and like reflecting 
and visualizing what it is that you're affirming to yourself can be very, very helpful when it comes to beating imposter syndrome. Okay, so now here's some like some action steps or a, a really big action step that you can take that will help you beat it. If you've done all these things, that's great, but I still feel like you can do this as well to kind of help pull you out of it fast, right? So what I find helps me is if I'm not working with a client, for example, so maybe you're, you just launched, let's say you've just launched your business. You don't have any clients technically yet, and you're dealing with imposter syndrome. You don't have anybody to work with. You're like, okay, I don't know if I could do this. Why don't you coach a beta client? This pulled me out of it. This pulled me out of imposter syndrome. When I have imposter syndrome, especially at the beginning stages of coaching, sometimes you just need that person to reaffirm it to you and not to be like, girl, you got this girl, not that, but someone that you're really helping. You're, you're really helping them and they're giving you those positive affirmations in return, not like intentionally. They're just telling you like, girl, that was so helpful. Like, you know, da, 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 da. So Coach a beta client. You could do this for free or low cost. The only reason why I'm going to say you could do this for free is because sometimes you know someone, you only want to do it for free, especially like in the beginning stages. You only want to do it for free if you know that they are a really good fit and that they're going to like do the work. You don't want to work with someone for free and then they don't even take you seriously. So you have to be really careful with the free, but you could do it for free or low cost. And the reason why I say you could do it for free is because you don't want anything standing in the way of you working on beating this imposter syndrome. So sometimes it's free for them, but they're giving you something greater in return because they're helping reboost your confidence, right? And that's what you need. Like at the end of the day, you need something that's going to help you boost your confidence. Even if it's one coaching session, you can give someone one free coaching session, maybe do like a series of free discovery calls where you're like just going to help people for like 30 minutes to an hour and that is going to help you beat imposter syndrome because you're going to be in the, you're going to be out there with real people that are really struggling with things that you know you can help them with. And even if you get on the call at the beginning not knowing, by the time you get off of the phone, you're going to know that you can help that person, that you did help them by the feedback that they're giving, giving you, right? And then it's also going to allow you to stand in front of those who you serve. So when you get out there and you start talking to your target clients and your target audience, it really helps you to stay in front of them and know what their problems are know what their pain points are so that you can create a better coaching program for them because you're not guessing anymore. And when you're guessing, that also causes imposter syndrome because you don't really know for a fact that this is what they need or that this is even what they want. But when you're working with a beta client, they kind of give you that clarity like, oh, okay, so I thought that this is what they were struggling with, but they're actually struggling with this. And now you have that evidence that you do know how to help them fix that problem. And now you can create a coaching program or something to offer them around what it is that they're really struggling with, okay? 
Also, I want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone if you deal with imposter syndrome, and it's going to come back. It comes back in different stages, so just be prepared, and that's why I want you to understand what the process is for being it. So that way, when you feel it starting to come back and you start feeling those signs, you can go ahead and change gears and get that imposter syndrome like out of the way because we don't have time to be paralyzed in our business and not pushing forward because we need to always be pushing the needle forward. And if you've done all of these things and you still just feel it, right? You're still like, I just don't know. Like, I'm super nervous. Like, I don't know how people are going to receive me. I don't know how people are going to receive my information. You're just going to have to move forward anyway. You're going to you're going to have to take those steps of fearful because we can't let fear stop us from our mission. We can't let fear stop us from our ultimate goal, especially when it comes to coaching, because we're coaching other people that's probably dealing with fears and different things. And we have to be the example as a coach to move forward anyway, because I can almost guarantee you that no matter what space you're in when it comes to being a coach, you're teaching someone how to move forward anyway despite whatever it is, the hurdles that they're going through, right? That you're going to help them break through. So you're going to be that example of moving forward anyway. And as you're moving forward, the imposter syndrome will die down. It will disappear. And then it will pop back up every now and then. And then you just redo the cycle. You just repeat the steps to get rid of it. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I know that I was dealing with imposter syndrome, especially when I was in the planning stages of my new business. You know, I started off as the first year business coach, and then I've just recently transitioned to a business and systems coach. So now I'm basically creating all new programs for my new coaching business. And it essentially feels like I'm starting new, right? Because I'm about to start coaching people. I've already started with like beta clients and me working with beta clients has helped me with imposter syndrome. And that's why I wanted to share the little things that I did that helped me beat it and feel more confident in my coaching realm. So the last thing that I'm going to ask you to do, if you're still here with me, thank you so much for listening. Please leave me a review wherever you're listening to this. I need to get some reviews on my podcast because it has been up for, um, it's going on, what, 10 months, I want to say, because I want to say I started in January or something like that. So I would definitely love for you to leave me a review. Let me know what your thoughts are about the podcast or this episode, whichever one you want. And thank you guys so much for listening to the First Year Business Podcast. I'll see you guys next time.